Welcome to Area Happy Hour. Here are your hosts, Jacob Bell and Hunter Sleppy. Welcome back, everybody. Area Happy Hour, Episode 4. Joining me tonight, as always, on the podcast. Just got done racing uh, the Lodgebox Series, racing Nashville. Hunter Sleppy back on the call tonight, man. You got to watch that whole thing. How was that uh, Lodgebox Race? Uh, pretty good. Uh, I have to admit the, the pitch strategy, I thought it would play a little bit of a factor. They pitted right when that last caution came out, it was going to be close on fuel. Apparently it was like really, really close with fuel. It was right towards the end of that. I think they went 65, 66 laps to the finish. Uh, some drivers did, some drivers came down and pitted, but overall thought it was a pretty good race. Looked like Elwood and Skyrily might chase down Hearn at the end, but Cameron Hurry got the job done. Yeah, a little bit of lap traffic mixed in there too. The last couple of laps, they had uh, a lot of lap cars. But uh, well, we'll we'll get into that. We'll get into the launch box race, the the truck race, obviously on Tuesday night, the Cup race on Monday night. All the freaking suspensions, Hunter. I think we were going to title this one "Independent Suspensions." Um, we got three <laughs> suspensions we got to get into, and then we got the Dom DeLeo interview, which was really really good. Um, got to talk to him. He was the one that went to Victory Lane on Monday night. Uh, we're going to jump to that. Uh, we're going to recap the truck race uh, from last weekend in Knoxville and then uh, preview the upcoming weekend at Nashville. Our boy Kyle Sieg, shout out, running the Xfinity race. Uh, we're going to preview Dega next week, the regular season finale uh, for the Cup Series and the Truck Series and the Xfinity Series for area. And uh, we're going to make our picks as well and recap them. Uh, man, I had a I had a worse week than Hunter did in terms of picks. Uh, I had a worse week than you had last <laughs> week. So I uh, I let him catch back up, but uh, we'll, we'll get into why and how all that happened. Uh, and we'll start actually with uh, with Monday night's race. The, uh, the Elite Entertainment Cup Series went down to Nashville. All-time finish. Garrett Grant, Nick Johnson, Dom DeLeo, all three of them on top of each other. And I like what you said on the broadcast. Something was bound to happen. Oh, yeah. Something was bound to happen. Someone was going to get moved or someone was going to get wrecked. Someone was going to go home unhappy and someone was going to go home with that checkered flag. Um, because you mentioned Garrett Grant, Nick Johnston, Dom DeLeo. All three of those guys were looking for their first win on the season. Garrett Grant was outside of the top 20 in points heading into that race. And in order to make the playoffs, you need uh, a, a win and you need to be inside the top 20. That's if you get a win. Uh, that's how you get into the playoffs. You can either, yep. otherwise point your put yourself in on points. But yep. Eric Grant would have not only won the race, but put himself in the top 20. So that really would have shaken things up. And then Dom DeLeo, he hasn't won since uh, last season in the Arca Series. And he's yeah. made the move up to Cup. He's been steady with Cup. He's been very consistent inside the top 10 in points. I believe he was seventh in points heading into that race. And, you know, he kind of laid back and let the front two go at it and Garrett Grant went into the wall. Nick Johnson went into the wall. And then Leo just scooted by on the bottom and stole the win. Yeah, and like I said, just all-time finish, man. It, it was so intense there at the end, and it was that long green flag run, too. I think our only caution was on lap 15, and then we were green the last 115 laps of that thing. And the strategy played out, and then Garrett Grant just had the opportunity to win and lock himself in the playoffs, and Johnston was throwing nasty blocks on him. Uh, doing what he had to do, honestly, in his own right, too. And uh, they make the contact. Grant goes around. DeLeo skirts by. He steals the win in epic Dom DeLeo fashion. I talked about that in the interview with him, Hunter. I, I feel like he can't win unless there's just absolute chaos going on because every time he wins, it's a show. 
Uh, so he went through, he stole that one. And then, uh, you know, Garrett Grant with that wreck, he was up in the outside wall, came all the way down across the track, like backwards, basically hit a guy head on, got hit a couple other times, clobbered and ended up with a 50 point penalty and a one week suspension. After that, he went ahead and appealed it. I don't know if this is maybe, I guess, breaking news on the podcast, technically, since we didn't, you know, there was no update uh, sent out or anything like that. But his appeal was successful, and that 50-point penalty was washed away. His suspension washed away. So now Grant's going to be coming back at Talladega. I don't think he's got a shot to, to get inside the top 20, Hunter, and, and, and you know, pull off a miraculous uh, playoff push. But uh, either way, that suspension at least is washed for his sake. Yeah, and and you mentioned that he came back in and and hit some guy. That wasn't some guy. That was Jake Nichols. That was my pick to win the race, and <laughs> I lost valuable points in that after that move. But well, hey, Nichols has... still finished eighth. He was still able to lift that thing home to eighth, so he didn't he didn't yeah, cost should, you too many. Should points. have and been a top five. By the way, updating on the playoff picture, Garrett Grant is uh, four points behind twentieth going into Talladega. So if he wins, he, it would actually get him into the top twenty. And uh, he's not a bad plate racer either. So that was actually a huge thing for him to have overturned because now he's got a, you know, he's got a shot. That's all you can ask for going to Talladega. Yeah. And and like you mentioned, it, it came back and Jake Nichols had nowhere to go and he was just in the middle of the track. The broadcast didn't even pick up all that. So I didn't know until the post race, you know, going into the different chats with the drivers and seeing what they saw, you know, picking out little parts of the race. Oh, well, this happened to me here. or This happened over there. And, saw that and i was like what we didn't even see that yeah it was chaotic just from the start of that thing to the end and a lot of craziness there in the last lap but dom DeLeo skirting away with his first victory of the season first career cup win as well locks himself into the playoffs um we'll set up the, the cup scenario for talladega a little bit later on but we'll move on now to the nashville truck series race which was equally as entertaining, a lot more cautions in that one, but it was a familiar face this time getting the victory lane in Brad Slaughter. Yeah, it, it was kind of similar to the cup. You know, we had some some solid green flag runs in there, but like you said, more yellows ended on a, a green-white checker that, that finished under caution, and uh, that was another, there was another controversial finish there too, but nonetheless, Brad Slaughter got the job, done his third win on the year in the Chuck Series, building up all the momentum heading into the playoffs. Yeah, and then uh, that race wasn't without its own controversy either. Uh, I don't think we had a single... We've had one suspension through the first 10 weeks of the season. Um, we had that one on Monday night, and then we had two in the Truck Series race. The first one occurring with Eric Weinlin um, just has had an absolutely abysmal season in that number 21 truck, and it reached its breaking point. On Tuesday night, uh, something happened. I don't even know, to be quite frank with you, Hunter, what happened. But he wasn't happy with Sean Corcoran, I believe, under yellow halfway through the race. He went up to him, turned him under caution, and uh, he got the intentional wrecking penalty and the hefty uh, penalty points that come with that as, long, as well as a suspension for next week's race. And then the final caution that ultimately ended the race was contact between Garrett Grant again and Cameron Hearn this time. Uh, and then Cameron admin saw him pull down back across the track, kind of similar to what happened with Garrett Grant. He took out a bunch of guys. He got, he got a 50 point, 50 point penalty as well. So he'll also be suspended for next week. So we got Eric Weinland, Cameron Hearn, two guys that won't be in the truck series race. There was no appeal sent in by either one of those guys either. And they have to do it within that 24 hour window. Um, so those guys are going to be sitting out next Tuesday. 
Yeah, that's uh, that's kind of a bummer. And you know, I think of Wyland as one of those that that really like stands out on those plate tracks. Who who can get the job done, can get in the right place at the right time, and you know him not going at it for Talladega. Kind of a kind of a bummer in that one. Uh, and Cameron Hearn, well, you know he. Well, 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 we already know what happened in tonight's race, the Lodge Box Series. So I can only imagine if he would have won at the Truck Series uh, at, at Talladega, he would have gone backwards and probably going to blow over. Yeah, yeah. So, well, hey, well, at least to get to see him on, on Monday and Thursday. But you kind of touched on the Lodge Box Race tonight, which we got a chance to watch. And you were actually up in the booth for that one. And it was it was probably the best race of the week, I think you could say. It was the most mellow race of the season the most calm no suspensions in this race the yeah, only no series i can say that yeah yeah no suspensions is uh i guess our uh was our measuring stick for this week uh, so this race was the best one if you want to measure it by those standards but no in all seriousness there was a lot of action up front especially between cameron hearn alan elwood two just heavyweights of the series uh duking it out yeah there were only three different leaders shane Therian led a lap Alan Elwood led about 51 and then Cameron Hearn led 68 laps, but it was Hearn and Elwood. They were going at it back and forth. He had battles all throughout the pack. There was at one point during the race where we had, <laughs> I kid you not, we had four different side-by-side -side battles going on from 10th to 18th. And it was all in the same camera shot. It was really cool to see. I mean, yeah. Like, yeah. We had battles all around. You know, the uh, the track did a great job at, uh, you know, wearing out those tires, especially running kind of in the middle of the day in terms of the simulation time that it really allowed those cars to slide around a lot. And because of that, it set up, like you said, a lot of passing opportunities, a lot of side by side racing. I mean, we had a stretch of I want to say that last run to the finish was 63 laps, I think, to, to finish out the race. And our top three drivers were within eight tenths of a second of each other. So that alone shows just how competitive I think the race was. Um, Elwood got second, uh, Skyly comes home third, and then Shane Theron and Bryce Senesak rounding out the top five. So a little bit more, like you said, of a mellow race. We see the familiar players out front, everybody kind of uh, kind of riding in and fitting in where you would expect for the most part. Yeah, absolutely. And as mentioned, Cameron Hearn won the race, and he did a traditional Cameron Hearn where he uh, drove backwards and just full throttled it into the turn two wall, flipped landed on his wheels and i don't know if you went back and looked at the the broadcast yet but well after he flipped we brought him up and was like her and harold the amr safety team are you okay then he just goes uh no <laughs> so I had, a little, I had a little fun with that but you know good to see cameron winning as uh, as we mentioned on the broadcast he he hasn't won a launchbox race since uh since phoenix, phoenix. that was week yeah. two He's had so much bad luck with all these lap cars. And towards the end of it, I'm like, oh, no, don't tell yeah. me this is going to happen again. <laughs> yeah, within the last five laps, I think he had to cycle through six different lap cars. And then, like I said, Elwood and Skyly were still within a second of them. So it was kind of setting up there for a moment where we were getting ready to talk about the same thing we had talked about all season. But luckily, everybody did a good job getting out of the way tonight for our leaders. And uh, you mentioned it, Hearn going to victory lane, second win of the season now. Uh, he sets himself up in a comfortable spot uh, in terms of playoff positioning and all that stuff. But uh, we'll get we'll get into the playoff picture and how all that looks when we get ready for Talladega a little bit later on in the show. And, and we'll make a little bit of a playoff prediction as well. Uh, but now let's actually throw it over to our interview we had 
uh, with Mr. Dom DeLeo, who we mentioned earlier, got the win Monday night and uh, was a big, big win for him and his team. Uh, I actually really enjoyed talking to him, Hunter. I think we had a, a really good conversation, learned a lot about him and, uh, you know, some, uh, some of the background on, on, you know, just how he got into all of this. Yeah, absolutely. It was a great interview that we had, and he's also got a little breaking news to share in this interview. You'll want to tune in. For one final time around Nashville, presented by Wonder Go Studios. Grant on the outside, Johnson on the inside, but we are watching from behind. Here comes Grant down low. He's going to look to the They're outside. They're both going to take each other out. Grant to the wall goes Grant. Johnson into the wall. Dominic Deleuze to the lead as they work their way down the backstretch for the final time. You knew contact was coming. You didn't know when. And it pays off in the end for Dominic DeLeo. Unreal. He's going to work his way through three and four for the final time. And the number 22 for Vizica Spurs for Dominic DeLeo. He's going to win with his first cup win of the season. Dominic DeLeo wins at Nashville. My, oh my, what a finish. Alrighty, everyone. Welcome to episode four. This is our interview with uh, Cup winner just this past Monday from Nashville Super Speedway, Dom DeLeo. Now, this is the second guest we've had that has won a race this season in yeah. the area. Uh, just, just want to point that out real quick, Mr. Ryan Swan. But, anyways, we're here with Dom DeLeo, and uh, Dom, good to have you on the podcast. Yeah, I'm excited. That's the only reason why I won in Nashville and that I just wanted to get on this podcast. So, um, <laughs> I'm excited to be here with you guys. I think it's awesome uh, what you're doing and listen to all three of them so far and excited to uh, be here to chat with you. Thanks for having me. Well, when we had David on, we we actually scheduled that interview before the cup race, and then he went out there and won it. This one, this one, we got to be honest, we scheduled it after the win, <laughs> uh, but we, we wanted to have you on pretty soon. Um, early on into to our episodes anyways just because you know you have so much to talk about you're you know you have a background outside of this i racing stuff that's pretty cool you're also a team owner now so we got a bunch of good topics i feel like we can talk about with you but first off like hunter said you got the win on monday night how the hell did that happen because that finish was absolutely wild to watch and you had a front row seat more than anybody else really to all of it yeah, I mean, strategy obviously was the big uh, separation um, at the beginning. You know, I think after, I think me and Nick Johnson pitted at that first caution, uh, really, you know, if it went green, and that was kind of like something we had gamed out um, before the race, because we just like to look at, you know, different situations. But if we had a long green flag run and the race went green after that, um, it really only, um, you know, it, it it cut the potential winners of that race down a lot. So we were involved in that. And then I think I was faster than Nick, honestly, um, on the long run, but I just couldn't get by him on the same tires and he did a little bit better job saving. So I uh, really did make the decision to pull back. I kind of made one last, you know, final chance at passing him. But then once Garrett was catching us, I was like, both of them are racing for a win. Uh, Nick kind of needed it to make the playoffs, but I think he's pretty safe. Garrett definitely needed it. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, let's just let them go at it and hopefully something happens. And that did. But if you notice, you know, even in the, the replay, like I'm all the way up near the wall on a straightaway um, on those last three laps because I just didn't want to get involved in any wreck. Um, and I was perfectly happy with third. And, you know, it, I'm, you know, I'm always figuring out what the standing situations are and who's racing for what. So it worked out great and, you know, couldn't be happier and even got probably an invite to the all-star race next year. So yeah, um, it's, it's great. So as I say, you, you even texted the admins after the race, 
And you're like, do I still get my zero X for uh, my bonus point for that? Because <laughs> uh, I did burnouts. So I was like, Jesus, Dom, you just won. You're locked in, man. But no, you, you look at the points like you said. I get it. I get it. I get where that that's coming from because those those playoff points are going to be pretty important too for the uh, the regular season standings. Yeah, no, I, and that's something that like I am always in tune with who I'm racing for in terms of points. And now, you know, with the last two races going into Nashville. I was really just looking to get a good enough cushion to, you know, looking into the final eight, final four, even. So, you know, that, that, those, that, that extra bonus point for the zero X meant a lot. So, <laughs> well, I was talking a little bit earlier with you about this and Hunter, I, I'm kind of curious cause you're, you've had the broadcast perspective from all of this, but it wasn't too long ago. Dom DeLeo was making his first start in the Arca series. And I don't even think he was able to finish that race. <laughs> Um, and now you transition all the way to winning cup races with the likes of Jake Nichols, David Wisehart, Cameron Hearn, those guys in the field. And you've won a race now before Cameron Hearn did. So how did that transition from somebody who just got out of racing, I want to say less than a year ago, I think it was maybe even less than like six, seven, eight months ago. How did you make that transition so quick from becoming a guy that's new on the service to now this guy who's running up front and, you know, I would say one of the most competitive leagues on iRacing? Yeah, I mean it's 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 all hard work, man. I, I watch a ton of film, put in a lot of time, and this is kind of like I, I fell in love with this hobby just because it's it's something that you can see concrete results for the stuff that you put into it. So, you know, I, I <laughs> back. I actually looked at our our DMs like early on. That first race um, that I was in was the second race of the Arca series. And I had mentioned to you, like, hey, man, like, would love to join the league. Don't know if I can make it to the Daytona race. And then by the time I missed the Daytona race, um, I was like, hey, man, like, you know, I don't know if I'm ready to race yet. Uh, I, I can't race because I, I don't have my computer. And you're like, no, 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 don't worry, man. Like, whenever you get in, I was like, no, I don't think you understand. Like, I don't have, like, a computer <laughs> yet. So I, I you know. It was a, it was definitely a learning experience, but um, you know, it's just a ton of hard work. I mean, um, like I said, I watch a ton of film. Like even the Coda race, like I probably three or four days before the race probably couldn't even finish half a lap. Um, just and I probably watched. Uh, I think it was one of the Coke guys, Casey Kerwin. He had like a, a Twitch video of, of him running Coda in the next gen. I must have watched that video probably. 20 times um i was like seeing coda turns in my sleep um so you know it's 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 just all repetition and um you know i don't really think that there's like a lot of i, I don't know it, it's like i don't think talent like do i think talent exists yeah but um i, I just think like you get what you put into this thing and and I've definitely just fallen in love with iRacing racing and, and just the whole competition aspect of it. And, you know, even in, in the cup series here, there's a ton of great drivers. You know, you mentioned Jake Nichols, Cameron Hearn, David Weishart, you know, I'm sure that I, you know, eventually could I get to a place where I can run, you know, similar lap times over a long run with them. But right now it's just kind of, understanding where I'm at strategy wise, you know, kind of just making sure that you're taking risks that better your chances of winning races and put you on different strategies than those guys. So it's all, it's all part of a, a, a you know, a, a lot of data goes into it and I'm a big data analytics driven guy. And, you know, it's just, like, I spent a lot of time on it, man. There's really no, you know, magic bullet or things like that. It's just putting in the time. I gotta, I, I gotta ask, did, um, 
did that finish from Nashville? Did it give you flashbacks to Michigan? Because like Jake said, I have a different perspective. I have a different perspective in the booth. Um, because Michigan, I was calling out, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is this is awesome. You know, Michigan, first time winner, Dom DeLeo, sending it in and turn one. And then Nashville, I was getting flashbacks of it as it's happening. I'm like, in my head, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, this is exactly like Michigan, where like you took the lead on the last lap. It was it was nuts. Did it give you that uh that flashback in the sense? Yeah, it did. Um, especially like the last I think in that that Michigan race too, like it was kind of a similar situation where I was behind James Shane Wolf for like 10, 15 laps was faster on him than a long run and just couldn't get past him. Um, so it was very similar in that sense. Um, the situations were a little different because I think back then um, I needed a win to get into the final four there just because the yes. playoff points, I think I was 12th um, coming into the playoffs, like just barely made it. Cause I think uh, either Brian Dixon or somebody didn't show up to a race, like in race 12. So I barely made it in there and I needed the, I needed the win. So you know, had a lot more to, to, to gain there um, by, you know, I, I still to this day say that I did not wreck him on purpose. I sent it in and it didn't stick. Um, but that's, uh, you know, I, there definitely was flashbacks to that. And I saw your guys tweet from the from the happy hour thing that this mf doesn't want to win unless there's fish fiery. Yeah. But I did win a race at Kansas, uh, I think by like five or six seconds. So, uh, you know, it's it's right now I think I've raced – probably 28 times across ARCA cup. And I, I got an Xfinity race in there um, and I've won three of them. So that's a pretty solid win rate. Yeah, no, those are like, those are, that's what I'm saying. Those are really good percentages. And, and in terms of just, I like, I literally, I can't stop thinking about, I think it was Iowa. I want to say was your first start and you, you probably were two or three laps down. I, I don't think you finished the race. I remember you probably got a speeding penalty on pit road, stuff like that. <laughs> And now I was it's in, like I was in a uh, Ben and Jerry's car. That yeah, Ben and Jerry's <laughs> car. And now it's like a complete 180. Um, I did think of something while you were kind of talking because uh, I'm I'm always so you know curious as to what people's reaction is to um, you know other people's take on things essentially or, or other people's reaction to what they see. Um, wh- what would you or what's your mindset or what do you think about people? And this is this is a tough question. It's not really what I'm thinking at all mm-hmm. obviously from the way i'm talking but just because there's probably some people out there that are thinking this i gotta ask what's your people uh what's your take on people's reaction that are, are thinking man dom DeLeo just is backing into these wins because he's only getting them on the last lap or, or something like that um i don't i don't care you know what i mean like I, i've <laughs> I, think I uh i think i had the faster car i got of all the guys that you know, right. I, I think throw, throw the throw the Arca series out because I do think at the end of that I was you know I'm even I'm looking at the stats now like I did have I did end up like getting consistent top five top ten finishes by the end of the season, um, but for Cup you know in the last three races I've had top tens. Um, Maybe I top had five top, in points all season. Yeah, I mean, at the beginning, it was a little tough, but I think like, you know, as I learned the car, and that's kind of like what I wanted to do um, with the Cup Series, like, I don't really watch trucks in Xfinity, like in real life. Um, I've always just been like a Cup guy, not a huge NASCAR fan, I'm getting more into it now. Um, But, you know, as I wanted to like, grow in iRacing with this next gen car, and, you know, 
I, I saw so many people saying, I hate this car. Like it's, it's really tough to drive. Like I don't even want to run it. So I was like, all right, there's like an advantage I can have there. Cause I could fall in love with this car. I can learn the nuances of it as I get better in iRacing. And, you know, I led 33 laps in Nashville. Like I, I led, you know, a fifth of the laps. Like I did, I wasn't, it wasn't like I came out of nowhere. Um, you know, so I, I don't really care. Like I, I'm not, I'm here for finishes. I'm not here to like, right. You know, and I'm here for points. Like I'm not here to like show off and, and just be a top, be a top <laughs> that, three That question guy. in no way was, uh, was made for you to like have to validate your win or anything. I was just more so curious and you answered it right away if you cared or not. Well, Jake, you know. I was going to say that would have been a perfect question for our, for our last guest on the podcast. David or Ryan. Oh, Ryan winning at Talladega. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. and that's the thing too, is like, is like, these are, these are mile and a half wins. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like Michigan uh, and the, these are, you know, intermediate kind of, kind of distance wins like Kansas and then now uh, Nashville, um, you know, they're, they're not like, you know, Talladega, Daytona restrictor plate. And I'm not like, you know, road course racing kind of ringer, yeah. you know, like these are, you know, the, I, I'm happy with how we're running and it's, it's, I definitely see it now starting to qualify a little bit better. And, you know, the, the, the new updates to the car definitely has made the car, I think, easier to drive. Um, it's less snap hooky. So I think that yeah. I'm able to kind of be on edge a little bit more, but I've always been like the Arca series taught me like how to tire save. And that's kind of like what I've, I'd, I'd rather be. And as the season goes along, generally, guys are not wrecking as much um and obviously the car counts dwindle a little bit so um i want to be faster on the long run so that's kind of like what i've been just working on so i i think that you know i don't a i don't care if people think i'm backing into wins and i think i have an argument that you know that especially that nashville win you know i was one of three four guys that could have won that race after that strategy went our way and i think i was the better car to be honest with you out of all of them so I was well, going to say you had the you had the perfect strategy call there to even get in a position to to run up front. So that uh, I I honestly didn't think pitting early was going to be good, but then I saw the first couple of laps afterwards on the restart, the only restart of the race, and I was like, man, it's only a fifteen lap difference on the tires. That's that's nuts. But yeah, you know, yeah, played it out pretty well. Yeah, no, and that like I said, that was something that we had looked at, you know, and I talked with Mark like you know ten to fifteen laps like that's a huge difference on tires and you know, you wanted and, and honestly, like uh, up until me and Mark ran a practice session on Sunday, I had to completely le- relearn how to drive that track. Cause I was running it very hard. And I was like literally blowing up the right front after 50 laps. Like it would give me a meatball and tell me to come down pit road. And I was like, Mark, you gotta like, give me like, show me how you're running this. Cause he ran like a full like 70 lap fuel run and had like, I think it was like 68 on the right front percentage wise. And I'm like, all right, I got to really just slow this thing down. And once I realized like that, that tire fall off was, was key. I'm like, you know, this could really make or break a race. And I think Nashville showed a lot of tire wear more than any other track. But like I said, that's, that's, you know, I know that I'm not running at least yet up there with the likes of Nichols, Wiseheart and Hearn on like everybody on fresh tires um but you know it's all about where i'm at taking those risks and taking those calculations and looking at the data to say like okay you know if the you know percentage wise chance that the race is going to run green uh the rest of the way this is going to put us in a better position to win and that's really like why i love nascar racing is because like it's it's different than just like 
who's the fastest guy. And that's kind of why I like the oval racing a little bit more because like the strategy had evolved. It's kind of like a chess game to me, you know? So that's, yeah. it's, it's, it's that, that was by design. Like it wasn't us like the, we, yes, we took a chance, but like all of our data and analytics said that that was going to increase our chances to win the race and get points. So yeah, that was, um, that was your calculated risk, like a chess move. Exactly. So that's, no, I, uh, I actually, I, I'm kind of surprised just listening to you, Don, because a lot of people, you know, obviously we've known them for a long time and they, they're super passionate about this stuff. I didn't know that you were you were going to have this passion for iRacing in this league and just the competition side of it. Like like it sounds like you do have. I, I didn't I didn't expect that. <laughs> I do, man. I love competing. And like I said that earlier, that like this is I've, I've fallen in love with this hobby because it like you can see results and like it's a results oriented sport it's a results oriented simulation and like the league itself like is very very competitive and that's why i wanted to be in the cup series like i wanted to challenge myself and i know that people were probably you know looking at the i rating looking at just like our team in general saying that you know these guys really i don't know if they belong um but in my mind like i was like we're making the playoffs <laughs> um we're gonna be top five in team points and like you know setting those goals and setting those expectations for yourself um you know it's it's that's that's kind of just my personality you know what i mean like i just really want to um always improve day to day and i want to see results and like i said the last Three races for us in the 22 has been, you know, a win, a top 10 at Coda and a top five at Charlotte. And it's it's really starting to come around. And, you know, I, I think that you said it about the playoff points, like, you know, I think people are like, oh, Dom's going to be happy just making the playoffs. Like, no, I want to I want to be in the top four. Like, I'm not I'm not like I'm not settling for anything less than that. So, um, yeah, competition, man. I love it. Well, we got to know if we're going to get those playoff odds too when the playoffs start, like you did last season. You're setting up the odds. You're our odds maker to see who is going to make it to the championship round, who is going to be the champion. Um, so that that's going to be something we're going to have to make sure we get out there. Maybe that's like what the that's the perfect thing for the area happy hour Twitter. Got to post the odds on there. Yeah, yeah I, I'll get those. I'll get those for you. Um, uh, I've been working on them a little bit, especially. I, I mean, I know the Cup Series like the back of my hand. I know drivers. I know their tendencies. Like I've I study this a lot, so it's the Cup Series is a is going to be easy for the odds. Um, but I'll I'll get the trucks and Xfinity going. I was going to say time. last year you gave yourself plus ten thousand in the in the Arca series to win, and you made it to the final four. Because those playoff, I didn't think I was going to win a race, and then like you know, I I think it was like Richmond, Atlanta. I, I got like two top fives or close to it. Um, I remember like a story. The only time I've ever gotten mad at somebody in this whole thing was when uh, I I like had like a thing with Jordan Hurley back in the Arca series, and he like was one of those guys. And I hate this, like guys who like, they are running like top three. And if they make a mistake, like, you know, miss a pit box or like have a speeding penalty, just quit. Mm -hmm. And it's like, dude, like just finish the race. Like we're all here. Like you took like three hours out of your night, like finish the race, put on a good show for the broadcast, put on a good show for the league. And he at Richmond, I think took tires and was like seventh or eighth on a on a green white checkered. And ended up passing me, but we didn't get to the white flag. Um, so the race ended under caution. And because he was so ticked off that he like didn't win the race, he was like 
swerving around, like spun the car out on the pace lap and knocked into me and it like ruined my, my, my zero X point. <laughs> so like yeah. I freaked out at him and I think he actually got suspended after that, that race. I, I think he was, yeah, he was one of those guys who it was just a matter of time before he was gone. <laughs> I think he got, I think he got booted after that. I want to say, <laughs> um, cause he had like the similar thing happen at Darlington in the trucks. He was just, he was a rough case. That's, that's what like, I, you know, if you show up and even if you race me hard, like I really don't have a problem with anybody. I just have problems with people who give up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I just, I just want, you know, and it, it does a disservice to the league. It does a disservice to the broadcast. Like, you know, if this was real life and I understand it's not real life, but like you wouldn't be, you know, quitting on your sponsors, on your team. Um, yeah. And, and that's just, that's the only, that's, that's literally the only problem I've ever had with anybody in this league. And it's because like his, you know, I think immaturity um, and like, there's like a whole thing about like people who just don't like, they, they don't want to seem like they care because when they fail, like it's, it's, Oh, I, I, I wasn't even trying, or I don't really care about this. Like it's okay to right. care and it's okay to fail. You know what I mean? Like, so if you're here and you're putting in the time and you're, finishing races and you're racing people hard. Like, I don't care. Like I, I really do like everybody in this league. And I, I, I hope to earn the respect of people that I haven't earned the, earned the respect of um, as long as you just, you know, are a good person and, and you care, like it's okay to care. It's okay to fail. Um, but that's, that's, you know, back to the, the Argus series, like we were running top fives after that. And, you know, it was, it was, it was a good thing. Well, we talked about the Arca Series a lot, and now, uh, like you said, you're running up front in the Cup Series. Your team, I think, is fourth, I want to say, in the Cup Series team. Fourth, third. Uh, fourth third. Series. Come yeah, correct. you guys are up to third now. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay, I see you, Fizikas. So, obviously, first off, that's a cool story, uh, the reason why your team is named Fizikas. I touched on that when I edited your uh, <laughs> your uh, team reveal video. I don't know if you want to give the background on on your team name and how that all came about. Yeah, so also fire video, by the way. Like everybody who I showed <laughs> well, that to was when like... When he storyboarded, this guy sent me the whole script of exactly what he wanted with the beats and everything. It made it pretty easy on my end to, to just make it happen. Yeah, so um, Fizikas is the uh, last name of my mom's dad, uh, Charles Fizikas. He um, was a stock car – like he, he was – that that whole side of my family is very into NASCAR. Like my grandmother had like a Tony Stewart cut out in like her living room, like a cardboard cut out in her living room. Um, and that's like the racing side of the family. So he grew up like in the same scene as uh, Wally Dellenbach senior, who's from New Jersey. And his son was a NASCAR commentator, Wally Dellenbach junior. Um, and they, he was a, like a, just a stock car racer at wall stadium, which is like a, short track, asphalt track in New Jersey. Um, he grew up with racing and he ended up moving down to South Jersey, Cape May County, um, kind of by you Hunter, um, in, in Philly. Um, but he had these like two go-karts, um, at his, at his house. And that's like really my only in real life racing experience is that me and Mark, who's the same age as me, Mark Patterson, who runs in the 51, um, we would just rip go-karts together <laughs> down at his house. Um, and he, Mark ended up going to, uh, you know, he races out in Pennsylvania, dirt track racing. Um, but when I was getting into iRacing and doing all my research on it, looking at different computers, different pedals, steering wheels to buy, I talked to Mark and he actually started iRacing during the pandemic. And he's like, yeah, no, I have these, you know, this set and a lot of the dirt track guys have been racing because of the pandemic, you know, we all started racing on it. Um, and it's cool. So I'm like, you know, Hey, 
I looked at this. I, I found this league. I don't really know how I found area. Yeah. I mean, you I were don't... one of the first guys that like messaged me on the side, you know, and was asking about the league right at the beginning of it. I don't know. I don't know if you, I don't know if maybe it was Reddit, maybe it was Twitter. I re- I have no idea. I don't know where I saw it, but I saw that what you guys were doing and trying to put together. It was cool. Um, so I said, Mark, I got this league. Um, you know, he watched, I think the first three races, I think he joined, I forget exactly what race he joined, but um, I was like, let's put together a team and we'll have, uh, we'll name it Fazekas because that's Mark's, you know, um, his mom and my mom are, are sisters. Um, so, and then we'll just, you know, have pop up and grandma watch the races. And it's a good way to just kind of like, you know, get their racing, uh, you know, love of racing kind of and watching their, their grandkids, grandkids race. So that was kind of the, the origin story of, of Fazekas. And, you know, when we went from two to four drivers, we were looking for people. Matt Robinson uh, joined very soon after that, uh, <clears throat> that, that thing from two to four drivers happened. He actually was yeah. like um defending me on the Michigan uh win when uh people were talking about me dumping James he was like no you and he has like a pretty like thick southern accent it was like yeah. the first time I like felt like validated like in the <laughs> racing community because he was like you don't no never apologize for that shit like he was blocking you like you can do whatever you want flash track anything goes and I was like all right man come run with us so he came and ran with us um and we were actually very close the only driver uh we were we talked to a few people. Alan was always at the top of our list because we just wanted somebody that you know could kind of lead as far as like the experienced, and I wanted somebody to learn from. Um, yeah, so Alan has some some road to pro experience and stuff like that too with some big teams. You know, yeah, he's been he's been awesome, and uh, he's he's really been like really forthcoming with how he looks at racing, his lines, his inputs, and he's, he's always down to practice. So he's been a really, really good asset to the team. We were the only, uh, the only driver we were really close to racing with was Ed Robertson. Um, because me and him are both from New Jersey and like, we were like so close and like um, an hour before, like he was going to say, yes, he was like, James asked me to race with, uh, with elite and, uh, you know, I got, I go way back with him. Sorry, man. <laughs> and so he, and he actually won like an early race in cup, which, which stung, but, um, you know, it's all worked out and we're, we're looking to, uh, keep it going. I don't know, you know, who exactly Matt, Matt has had some scheduling issues and I wish he yeah. could have been a little bit more. He's actually going to be back, I think for the playoffs, even though he's not going to be in the playoffs. Um, but it's definitely going to be good for those team points. You know, I don't know if we can catch solar, but, like to put a little uh, little heat on on DWR um, in the second points, um, and the, you know those guys are tough. But you know, having it's only really been me, Alan, and I think Mark had a couple points races just because that's like I'm fine with Mark, you know, running where he's running because like it gives us the chance to like wreck out. You know what I mean? Like yeah, like, yeah, that's a good have, perspective like, on it. Yeah, like I so that that was by design too. So you know, it's it's everything's calculated over here, man. Like. <laughs> Well, and speaking of calculated, then you talked a little bit about a possible expansion for the team going from just one series now to maybe two or three next season. What's that looking like? Yeah, so I thought about doing three, um, but I think it's just too much too quick. Um, and I think what we're going to do is is ramp up um, our Lodgebox um, team. And uh, we got, I know this is coming out Friday, but today or yesterday if you're listening to this today yeah. um <laughs> greg mitchell um is going to be running for us I've, I've 
met him through uh, another league that I run in just kind of as practice for this one with the next gen car. And he kind of reminds me a lot of myself and just like, he's very new to I racing, but he's like super fast and never gets caught up in stuff. And I'm really excited to, to see him run and I'm going to run with him. Um, so it's going to be me and him um, and just kind of as a test run, but we're looking for, for more drivers for Xfinity. So if you're interested, reach out to me on discord and, and we could talk because we're, we're going to, try and run it back in cup and de- definitely gonna run it back in cup, but we're looking to really uh, get another foursome for the Xfinity. Damn. Look at that Hunter. He's already got, he's already got that team growing and now two series for next season. He, he's got it all figured out. I mean, he, he really does. <laughs> uh, and that's like, that's, that's, that's like what I love about this too. Cause like, I, you know, it, it's like my dream to like, buy a sports franchise <laughs> and like run things so this 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 also you know really uh peaks scratches that itch interest yeah and it, really, <laughs> it really does and dealing with like sponsors and stuff too like i love this i love it man yeah and no, it's always been so interesting to have the team you know dynamic going on next to the racing dynamic because a lot of times you know they can intertwine a little bit um, it's also it's, it's another chance for sometimes you know you got guys that are just dominating the drivers championship but it might be a different team that's winning the team championship just based off of consistency um, you know I think about that a lot actually with the Arca series last season you know yeah. it was Robinson you and Shane Wolf up front most of the time but the team championship went to Cora Smith and Gary Lewis because they just top 10 the field to death pretty much every week where they were both finishing you know fifth and sixth fourth and seventh whatever it was um, yeah. and they actually started a week late too. So yeah, far Smith was like, I think if you look at his results for, for the Arca series last year, he ran like fifth every single week. <laughs> and yep. If you're just ripping top fives, that's great for the team points. So, yeah. So it really provides that extra, you know, interesting battle to wa- to watch for. Um, and I, I think it has worked out pretty well so far in, in, you know, the entire league, every series. And uh, uh, you mentioned that tonight is the Lodgebox series race that you're going to be mm-hmm. uh, having Greg Mitchell run in and, and yourself. The question I had that I wanted to put you on the spot that I talked about earlier is who's your pick for tonight's race? Because this is going to air after the race. So we already know who won. Everybody listen. To it, so <laughs> you can either sound like a complete genius when this is airing or uh, – might get made fun of a little bit but uh who's gonna win tonight's race or who already won tonight's race i think i guess i you know it's it's hard to pick against alan elwood in in lodgebox um you know he and and i i really like alan he's one of my favorite guys he actually asked me to run um back when when before the decision was made to cut arca he was trying to get me to run with elwood um, which was another, again, another kind of validation for me. <laughs> and I felt like, you know, wanted by, by him, but I, I, I gotta, I think I just gotta go with Alan. Um, he's, he's just so, super fast in those cars, man. Um, and you know, hopefully we, we get a good showing from me and Greg, you know, I'm, I'm probably not going to try and push it too hard just cause I know what's on the line with, with everybody fighting for playoff spots. Um, but, but it's, uh, yeah, I'm gonna pick Alan Elwood. Okay. I would say, Jake, I think you picked Alan Elwood. I think I did. Yeah. And I, I picked Shane Therian. No, we were, we were pretty, we were pretty, uh, uh, basic with our picks. We picked the top two guys in points for, for the Lodgebox <laughs> series. Yeah, no, it's tough not to do that. I mean, and then there are certain guys that just dominate. You know, like Elwood and and Xfinity this year. It was Hearn last year. Um, and then, you know, obviously Jake Nichols and, and elite cup series is, is hard to pick against every week. Yeah. Yeah. It's been cool to watch 
because obviously, like you get in those those modes where when somebody like Jake is winning a lot in Cup, or when Cameron last season is winning a lot in Xfinity, everybody gets in the mindset that oh, it's just unstoppable, they're unbeatable. But I've been around league racing for five or six years, and I mean, there was points where this thing really comes in like ebbs and flows. Like there was a point where these conversations we're having about Jake Nichols and Cup. We've had that conversation about Cameron Herding Cup. We've had that conversation about David Wise Harding Cup. We've even had that conversation about Garrett Grant and Cup. Like it's just, mm-hmm. it really does come in flows where for some reason, for a couple months, you know, period, this guy is just unbeatable in a specific series. And the next thing you know, somebody else comes along and it's just, that's just how I think it works, honestly. Yeah. And then that's what makes the, uh, the final four so exciting because, you know, it's, it's all bets are off, all points are off and, you know, it's, it's any given day, um, you know, the strategy can fall a certain type of way and the race could fall a certain type of way. And, you know, you could see something, something crazy happen. So I, I I'm excited for the playoffs. Um, you know, the, the series, uh, the, 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 the race schedule, and the tracks that were running the playoffs is really fun. And I think that last race at Vegas, it's a, it's a pretty kind of, uh, I don't want to say skill neutralizing track, but definitely, um, you know, it's it's some it's a track where I could see you know a, a somebody winning that you wouldn't normally think would win. Yeah, yeah, it should be. I think it's gonna be exciting, man. So I appreciate you hopping on here, Dom, in the middle of uh, in the middle of the work day. Uh, for you guys <laughs> on the East Coast. So I, like I said, I appreciate your time, man. Hopping in here, it was a good conversation. But like I got to know a little bit about your background too. I didn't know that you know you and Mark Patterson came from such a racing family and that you know you had that you had that passion for the the league and i raced it in general that that definitely uh surprised me a little bit too so it it was good to have you on here man yeah no um like i said i I come ebbs and flows with nascar um you know i'm a little bit more into it now just because the i racing but you know it's uh it's been a lot of fun and you know like i said thanks for having me on and um you know you guys are doing good things here the podcast is a great idea and excited to hear from more of the other drivers and um see what their backgrounds are and um yeah just learning and getting to know everybody so absolutely man well hunter you got anything else you want to ask don before we head out no not really i mean like you said it's in the middle of a work day it's kind of getting lunchtime for me and dom Jake, I don't know if you've even had your breakfast yet. You're on the West Coast, but no, no, I, uh, yeah, no, I, I haven't done anything yet. So yeah, I'm in my office. <laughs> I'm in my office right now, Hunter. You got any lunch suggestions? Uh, I don't even think you have any near you, but uh, I'm good hey, Hunter, Hunter's going Yo, to Canes today. I am. Yeah, there's there's one in Philly. I'm probably gonna get the Caniac combo or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, you guys I'm, are... I'm getting chicken. That's all I know. You guys are, I mean, there's been a lot of fast food love in the Discord. Yeah, the tier list, yeah. I just, I, I'm from, you know, Central Jersey, one of the most densely populated, most diverse counties in, in the country. And there's just, there's so many good small business restaurants that I just, yep. I don't eat fast food a lot, so. Yeah, so you saw you hadn't had Cane's. It's ridiculous. I know what it Gotta is. Happen. I just haven't had it. <laughs> it's the best, man. It, it, it's my personal favorite. I put it up there on the top of my tier list. You gotta have canes. Yeah, I don't even think you I have had it I... nearby. Um, I don't know. New New Jersey's kind of like we've had some some interesting like in markets or fast food people coming into the markets just because, like I said, it's so densely populated. Like I think Waffle House is trying to bring in a lot. Like Wawa wasn't even really, it was more of a South Jersey Philly thing. And they're putting in like, I think 10 in the town that I'm in right now. Uh, there's a Raising Cane's in Manhattan and a Raising Cane's in, 
in Philly. So. Yeah, well, I'm going to the one in Philly. That one's actually new, and they're going to build one um, that's closer towards me, so I don't have to drive into Philly to get it. But I'm like I said, I'm over here in Jersey right now, actually at my uh, at my school. I'm in the studio doing this, and it's like 20 minutes away. And I'm like, ah, I'll go, I'll go get it because I'm kind of closer to it because I'm in Cherry Hill. Um, no, I was going to say, are you in Cherry Hill? <laughs> Cherry Hill, yep. So yeah, I'm going to need- go and grab me some canes after this is over. We need a cane sponsorship just for this part alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you really can't give any promos, man. No free lunches. No free lunches, but Canes, if you want to sponsor us and, and say we're we're broadcasting live from the Cane Studio, I'm completely down. <laughs> completely down. But anyways, Dom, I'm gonna let you go, man. And Hunter, I appreciate you hopping in here as well, guys. It was a it was a good conversation. Talk to you guys. Talk to you guys soon. Yeah, thanks, guys. That interview with Dominic DeLeo was brought to you by our friends over at AreaIRacing.shop. Everybody listening to this podcast, we had a new merch uh, product come out this week, Hunter. It's the All That for a Jake Nichols Win Collection. So you guys got to go check it out. We got pillows of that along with your Louisiana Dive Bomb pillows. We got shirts. We got hoodies. We got long sleeves. Everything that you can think of. Driver merch, David Weishart, Cameron Hearn, Alan Elwood. All those guys have their products over at areiracing.shop, the only source for area iRacing merch. And when you guys are there, make sure you guys shop through your favorite driver, find what you like. Maybe you're, you know, maybe, maybe you're a little bit upset seeing Jake Nichols all, win all these races. So the only way you can rest your head down is on a all that for Jake Nichols win pillow, which is now available over at areiracing.shop. When you guys are there, make sure to use discount code Happy Hour, and it'll save you 10% off your order. H-A-P-P-Y-H-O-U-R. P-P still makes me laugh and I'm 22 years old. Uh, but that is the discount code for 10% off of your order. Make sure you guys check them out. And we appreciate them for bringing us that interview with Dominic DeLeo. Huh, that's neat. I will use happy hour for 10% off. And gosh, P-P really makes you laugh. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I had to spell it out. You know, I had to spell out the discount code H A, and then I got to the you know PP. You got PP. You're like, oh, made me laugh man. still. Made me laugh still. But uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, come you on. know what else? You know what else made me laugh? Fox's production of the Truck Series at Knoxville. We'll recap that because Cup and Xfinity were on an off week. Now they're back at Nashville along with the trucks. But the only NASCAR race that we had was at Knoxville. I just want to point out. The race in Knoxville, it was somewhat better than last year because you can actually run like the outer grooves. Like you can run all the way up, well, not all the way up near the wall, but you can run higher than what you could last year. But it, 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 they packed that bottom, that berm, they packed it a ton. And we, we saw what well, we didn't see on Fox because we saw on social media, but Jessica Friesen spun. And when she hit that berm, she she it flipped the truck over. So she went upside down, flipped back over on her wheels. And on the live feed, we were like, "How did she get that truck stuck? Why is there why is there a gap there?" And you know, we, we couldn't quite figure it out until we saw on on Twitter people were saying, "Oh, that she flipped over." And then there was a picture that showed roof damage on her truck, and it was like, "Wait, don't tell me that she flipped over because this would this would be the second time." That Fox this year missed a flip on the live feed because in the Daytona 500, Harrison Burton flipped. We didn't even see it because we saw William Byron hand the inside wall. Then all of a sudden, Cliff Boyer and Tony Stewart were like, oh, I think someone went upside down there. It's like, what? Huh? So there was one flip there. 
And Jessica Friesen, props to her, because she actually flipped over and went back going around the track. She continued the race until she had brake issues. But, you know, shades of Dale Earnhardt for flipping and continuing the race. Uh, and then we saw, we saw like, you know, more carnage, Brett Moffitt, uh, Tanner Gray. But the cameras missed this also. So apparently Brett Moffitt, this was now the front stretch too, so I don't know how they missed this. Brett Moffitt got hit was on his side on the front stretch, went back on his wheels, and kept going. Uh, gosh, I, I don't know how Fox just continues to miss. And the announcers didn't even acknowledge it because they were in a booth in Charlotte watching off a of live feed. So basically take this into in consideration, okay? Like, picture this out. For me, I don't have eye racing, so I go off of a feed from Harold's perspective. So Harold's got the TV feed or the Twitch feed, that's what I go off of. That's basically what the Fox guys were going off of for the truck race. Like they weren't actually there at the track, so they couldn't even acknowledge it. Like I'm kind of like hey, ranting on here. Yeah, but I'm letting I'll... you rant because I wasn't even. I, I, I didn't get to watch the truck race on Saturday night. I wasn't home, so I, I was out. And you know, your rant is uh, it's definitely something I saw on Twitter a lot. So I think your opinions are shared. Yeah, it, it's frustrating because this is the only series they're covering. This is the only series they're covering. They're going to cover a few ARCA races, and that's about it. But this is the only series they're covering, and it's like they don't care. And change is needed. I'm tired of Fox. I love Mike Joy. Preach it, baby. Why did they let go of Matt Yoakum? DW was the GOAT. Um, but, you know, Mike Joy has been carrying this, this company for so long. I mean, well, Larry Mack's there, too. Shout out Larry, Larry Mack, Mack is, yeah. That, that's my guy. I like Larry a lot more than Mike at this point. Mike Joy used to be like my favorite guy, but uh, I think he's he's fallen off a little bit over the past couple of years. I think as he is getting older, I think Larry yeah. Mack does a, a really, really good job when he's been in the booth, when he's not in the booth even. I think he does a good job. He's he's one of my personal favorites to listen to. But aside from the broadcast center, how was the race? Like I said, I didn't get to watch it on Thursday or Friday. Or Jesus, I didn't get to watch it on Saturday night. So <laughs> you're going to have to put me in. I watched the heat races. I didn't get to watch the heat races before I left. That was it. I did not watch the heat races. I was, oh, okay. I well, I, I can tell you what happened in the heat races there. if you want to tell me what happened in yeah, the future. Yeah, go on. Heat go racing on. was uh, not a lot of passing going on. Uh, only exciting thing, I think it was heat two or heat three that Carson Hosevar was in. Um, he just sent it in there under Chandler Smith and got around him. Um, and then Chandler tried to send it back in on him. And they made contact and they like turned his truck sideways. They hit the berm pretty good. It, like tore off his nose of the truck pretty good. Um, and both of them had damage, but uh, Carson still won, and then I think he started the race with no problem. So that's really all I got to see from the heats. Other than that, it was uh, not like, I mean, not like anything to write home about. <laughs> yeah, and uh, all these darn cup guys just coming in and stealing wins. Todd Gillen decided, oh, there's a truck race. I don't want to drive it, and he goes and wins, and it's like, ugh. John Hunter got second. Uh, no. No. Yeah, I was gonna no, say I can really. tell it was exciting. You would have been speaking on that already. Yeah. Um, so he won John Hunter P two, Zane Smith P three, Ty Majeski solid top uh five. Five, yeah, he's done a lot Stuart, of that this season. Stir Friesen top five as well. Um Yeah, that, that, that's kind of that's it. Like, yeah. like yeah. I said, I'm not yeah, like I'm I, with that. It was like, man, but the racing this year was better than the race last year because everyone was trying to get to the bottom. But for the the race this year, it was somewhat better where you could actually run higher, but I still don't think they should be going to Knoxville. Well, let's go ahead and let's transition over to Nashville real quick for this weekend. Um, Cup is racing. It's been the racing. I thought trucks is racing too, aren't they? 
They are. Yep. Friday night. Yeah, so we, we got tomorrow. series. No, that's actually today on the East Coast. As well, yeah, we're recording exactly. this. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited for that. I went to the Nashville truck race last year. Um, I had a really good time. I think Ryan Priest ended up winning it, and uh, the track was nice. Uh, pretty bare bones, I like to say, when I'm th- talking about Nashville Super Speedway. Obviously, the renovations they did is pretty good. Everything was nice and clean. Uh, there just wasn't, like, a ton at the track. But, like I said, I did only go for the truck race on Friday. Um, so maybe that's why. Also, uh, parking was not the best. Uh, so I only imagine how it went on Sunday. But, anyways, going for this season, um, our, my big takeaway, and the only thing I even really care for this weekend is Kyle Sieg's running the Xfinity race. And yeah, that's pretty much where my head's at. I'm going to get to watch uh, one of my buddies. Yeah, uh, I, I didn't realize this until I was looking through the schedule. So obviously the trucks are going there. Uh, they're going to have like an off week or two in between that race. And they go to mid-Ohio. So that'll be interesting. And then they have another off week. And I didn't even realize this. Pocono is the regular season finale for the truck series. That did not know that. And then that the opening the opening race of the playoffs for the Chuck Series is that Lucas Oil or IRP. Oh nice. I do like that actually. That's a good uh, that's a good playoff opener. That should be a fun race to watch. So um anyways, we don't really have much to say, it feels like <laughs> regarding this, but uh, yeah. uh picks for this weekend? <laughs> any any uh, anybody to watch out for? Gosh, I I'm still gonna go with House of R for trucks. It's gotta happen. It's gotta happen. There he he has to break through. It, this week has to be the week where host of our breaks through. He was leading at Knoxville, and the motor blew. <laughs> the bad luck's got to end. If it can end for Cameron Hearn in Nashville, it can end for Carson Hosefar in Nashville like as well. I like the synergy you're working with there. Um, my picks for this weekend, mm, I'm going to go pretty basic, I guess. Let's go John Hunter on, on what is it, Saturday for the trucks? Or the race? No, the race Friday night. We just said that. John Hunter Friday night, I'm going to take him in the trucks. Xfinity. I'm going to go Justin Allgaier. That'd be cool to see him get it done. And then for Cup, let's go with... Uh... Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. I'm, i got to write this stuff down. My, my oh, guy. we're not keeping points in out there. I'm not keeping points, but I just want to keep them. The okay, so I'll go, okay, so I'll, I'll go slow. Trucks, John Hunter, Xfinity, Allgaier, Cup, Kyle Larson. Pretty basic. With the opposite of slow. <laughs> Allgaier and Larson. All right. That's basic. Yeah, I mean, those are, those are pretty obvious choices. The best team in Xfinity, the best driver in Cup, and then probably the best team in Trucks. You got your you got your picks in quite quite quick. Um, all right, I'll go with Hosevar, like I mentioned for Trucks. I'll go with Gregson for the Xfinity side of things. And I wanted to Cup, pick him, but I just couldn't because I don't like Noah. <laughs> gosh, Cup, Cup, it's it feels like we're we're back at Nashville for the first time again. I know it sounds weird to say, but because last year we went with the Gen Six, this year the uh, next yeah. gen, it's a mixed bag, dude. Like you, you I mean, point. Larson's a safe pick because he won last year, but with the way this year's been going, I don't know. It, it, it I know gosh, who you're gonna it, take. Who, who do you think I'm gonna take? I think I think you're thinking Joey. No. Okay, who are you thinking? I'm not thinking Joey. I'm trying. To think. Like I'm I thinking Joey now. I want to switch. Can I switch? Can no, I take Joey? No. I, I think I, I think it's gonna be Joey. I think this race is gonna have a weird finish, and it's gonna have a driver who is likable by most people. So I'm gonna go with Alex Bowman. Okay. I like it. Picasso. <laughs> 
<laughs> gotta say that every time every time all right so all we right. got our nascar side out of the way let's go ahead yep. and focus back in on area as we mentioned the regular Dega. season finale for yes, all three series at talladega jake i'm looking forward to this i don't know about you but i'm really looking forward to it uh hell yeah i mean it's pretty simple um we, we got a couple drivers that are in a group chat together uh one of them being of course uh, our buddy ryan swan and brad slaughter and They've literally been probably on the verge of getting emotional talking about Talladega coming up. That's how uh, that's how excited <laughs> they are. But uh, you know, I think there's there's a lot to look at here, right? We got obviously uh, plate racing, which is just a pretty much a mixed bag of whoever is going to be up front leading that thing. And Brad Slaughter has an interesting stat that he likes to that he likes to share. He's been saying the past couple weeks is that. Um, every time area has gone to a plate track, so Daytona, Talladega, Daytona, we've gone three times now. Um, Brad has won a race every week. He won the truck race season one at Daytona. Um, season one at Talladega, he won the cup race. And then season two at Daytona, he won the cup race, the area 500. Um, so he's three for three right now in terms of, you know, how successful he's been in a given week at a plate track. Um, which is going to be interesting to watch, but he's pretty much locked in on the cup side of things. He's got the win. He's 14th in points. Um, so that playoff battle isn't really going to matter too much in terms of, you know, what the 88 can bring to the table. But outside of that, Hunter, the playoffs are absolutely nuts for the cup field. Um, a lot of guys are going to be on the bubble going into Talladega, which is exactly what we kind of signed up for. So you have uh, three guys outside of the top 10 with a win. Ed Robertson, Brad Slaughter, Ryan Hartz, all three of those guys are locked in as long as they show up next week uh, to Talladega. So that actually moves the cutoff from Ed Robertson all the way up to Garrett Heath, I want to say, is the last guy in right now. I could be wrong. Let me let me make sure here. Uh, then uh, Yes. So Garrett Heath right now is the last guy in by three points over Alan Balanchino. Um, and then obviously Dwayne Culberson only two points ahead of Garrett Heath. So... It's it's a uh, it's a tight mix from our tenth place or excuse me our eleventh place in the in the playoff standings all the way down to oh my goodness I'm I'm all jacked up here eleventh twelfth thirteenth and fourteenth in the playoff picture are separated by eight points and only two of them are going to get in so yeah there there's a lot to unpack here with all three series I mean like you mentioned with Garrett Grant and his suspension being overturned if that was not overturned he would not be going for a potential spot in the playoffs and uh we we kind of saw it last season with with the cup side of things uh with tyler hallman he he got a third place finish at charlotte and he barely squeaked into the playoffs over christian DeBoer because it was between those two which one would make it and it seemed like at the very end DeBoer would make it late yellow comes out he flies through the field with sign fine and wineland to get the top three spots and him, he got third, got into the playoffs, and then he he kind of blossomed from there. Like he he ran consistent when he needed to be. He got a win at Michigan, entered that race dead last in the playoffs. So there were eight cars at the time, four were eliminated. He was dead last in points, got the win at Michigan, and locked himself into the championship four. So it it really can come down to just the slight slightest of margins of error. Whether it's yeah. at the last race or the first and race. I, I was going to say, and that was at Charlotte last season, all that went down. We're going to Talladega this season to end the, to end the regular season. Yeah, that is 
That is nuts. That's a that's a drastic change from going to Charlotte. Yeah, it's to, gonna be absolutely nuts because we're 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 probably gonna get in a situation where you know the guys up front because you look at the back half of the top twenty in points. Um, these are guys that pretty much have to win in order to make the playoffs. Paul Irvin, Chris Seidefiden, Brian Dixon, Jordan Martin, Forrest Smith, Michael Larch is twenty first, Garrett Grant's twenty second. If any of those guys win and move up into the top 20 of those last, those last two guys, they're going to be in the playoffs, and then it's going to move that cut line one spot even further ahead. So the points are going to be crazy as well because you gotta you got to remember, Dwayne Culberson, Garrett Heath, Alan Valachino, and Ryan Swan are kind of going to be points racing, but also they're going to be going for a win too. So it, it's going to be nuts on Monday night. Yeah, like, like I said, I don't want to enter Talladega 12th in the points. So whoever's no. entering in the points 12th, good luck. And that's Garrett Heath and <laughs> the playoff picture. He's 12th right now. I believe, I don't know. Hell I'm trying to figure out the math right now. If I can't figure out the math right now, imagine how hard it's going to be to figure out the math when we're three wide, 10 rows deep <laughs> and there's two to go. Nobody's going to know if they're safe or not. So your best bet's going to be to go up there and try to win it. Um, and it's the same exact situation on Tuesday night, a little bit more comfortable for some people, but it's still going to be the exact same thing for these truck guys. Yeah, absolutely. Trucks, like I said, trucks have been like the tightest in points all year round, not only for those trying to make it, but those trying to get the the uh, the season championship because there's a good bit of bonus points that comes with being the regular season champion. Yeah, yeah, and Brad, he has won, I think, three out of the last four weeks now, and he stretched that that regular season points lead uh, over Paul Irvin quite a bit to where you could, you could pretty comfortably say Brad's going to win the regular season championship in trucks. Oh, by the way, last we didn't we forgot to mention that Jake Nichols is obviously going to win the regular season championship in cup, in case that was a question. <laughs> I think he's already got that locked up. Um, but Brad's looking like he's going to get it on Tuesday night. And then in terms of our playoff picture – we just had a swap last week at Nashville that actually made Danny Ware the last guy into the playoffs for the moment. Um, and because of that, uh, that moves James Litzenberger as the first guy out, but he's only four points behind Danny Ware. So a lot can change. Right now, Danny Ware is the last guy in for the truck playoffs. Litzenberger is minus four, and then Hunter Collier minus nine. You know, that's that's one that's one, you know, good push at Talladega can can swap you ten spots. Yeah, uh, like like I said, look at look at what happened last year in trucks. Ryan Swan went from what eleventh to first. On yeah, the last Ryan. Lap. No, Ryan was yeah. Oh, on the last lap, yeah, he went from we, me and him were twelfth and thirteenth coming to the white flag. Yeah, like I said, it, it ain't over till it's over. White flag comes out, the whole field can in front of you. If you can navigate your way through, then there you go. Yeah, so we got obviously a couple of bubble guys to watch. Um, and then outside of that, guys looking for a must-win uh, scenario pretty much in order to make it into the playoffs. Uh, it's a pretty good list, too. You got Matthew Cochran. You got Pierce Moffitt, Jordan Martin, A.J. Roderick, Bobby Tinch, uh, Jim Coey, Sean Corcoran. Any of those guys can win, and it would actually knock out uh, Danny Ware and potentially even Cameron Hearn. That's something we didn't t- touch on when we talked about a suspension. Um, but if Sean Corcoran and James Coey – if they both go up there and they have top five nights at Talladega, there's a chance Cameron gets knocked down to 21st in the standings, Hunter, and he wouldn't be playoff eligible at that point. Yeah, and that's kind of a it's kind sketchy. Of he's got, yeah, it is sketchy. He's got the most poles. He's tied for the most wins now because Brad Slaughter's been slaughtering the field. He's got four top fives, four top tens. It seems like 
he either wins or he finishes in the back. And yep. you know, those those finishes where he's in the back, it it might hurt him in the very end. Yes, yeah, and that penalty, you know, is huge as well, obviously. So it's going to drop him now to where he's 17th in the standings. And like we said, you know, if that 22 Sean Corcoran and that 24 Jim Coey, if, if they have top five nights, there's a chance Cameron Hearns, uh, you know, outside looking in in terms of the playoffs and not going to be able to make up that 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 margin um but we'll see you know it's it's not likely but it's also not impossible when you go to a track like talladega that that can happen hey one one track where or one series where he doesn't have to worry about that lodge box series as i no. mentioned he won he won the most recent race of this recording uh at nashville he won already at phoenix so he's established himself back inside the top 10 in points i believe he yeah. might not have moved at all, but he's ninth in the points right now with two wins, five top fives, five top tens. And Jake, you mentioned it. He either finish, he either wins or he yeah. finishes outside 20th. He's got five finishes, fourth or better. The other six are 20th or worse. So, and two of those, like I said, two of those top fives are wins. He got the one tonight at, at Nashville. Uh, interesting for Cameron is to see how, you know, the playoff points are going to affect him because with only two wins and him being ninth in the standings, you know, that's a, grand total i want to say of 12 playoff points uh it's going to put him a little bit behind the eight ball when the playoffs start so he's going to have to try to look and see if he can make up some points at talladega on colin fambro garrett grant and those guys but our playoff picture got a lot more clear after talladega rick christensen put together an impressive run tonight in nashville i, I meant after nashville but uh rick christensen put himself in a lot better position he got a top 10 tonight that puts him 33 points in front of adam caps for the playoffs um, and that pretty much puts everybody behind him in a must win. So Adam Caps, Jordan Martin, Joe Hazard, uh, Carter Coop, Ed Morris Sr. Uh, those guys are going to have to go to Talladega and win the race if they want to make the playoffs. If they don't, we're pretty much set on who our playoff field is going to be. Yeah, that that that's going to be the interesting one, I think, is I feel like for that series, for the Lodgebox series, someone on that outside is going to win. I don't know why. I'm well, leaning hey. towards Jordan Martin. Yeah, for those on the outside looking in, but like I say, it's a mixed bag. And once that white flag drops, it's all it's all every man for himself. Yeah, teammates and, and, become enemies. And Rick Christensen's only one point behind Forrest Smith as well. So Rick is the last guy in. Um, and like you said, if one of those guys in the back half wins, it would knock him out of the playoffs. But also, he could just pass Forrest Smith by a spot, and then it would knock Forrest out of the playoff. The guy who felt pretty safe coming into the race 11th in the standings, there's a good chance he's going to be on the outside if, you know, those guys get a win that we were talking about earlier. I think Jordan's a good guy to keep your eye on. Um, Adam Cass has got the best teammates possible at a track like Talladega. I'm sure they're going to be working to get him up front, and one of his teammates also being Rick Christensen is going to make for an interesting dynamic there. Yeah, uh, it, it's all going to be chaos. and Absolutely. We're, can't wait to dissect this a week from – a week from now, because I think by now the lodge box race will be over. If they're still racing at twelve thirty on the on the East Coast, <laughs> we've got yeah, we're problems. In trouble, <laughs> yeah, no, it, we'll know we'll know a week from today. It's kind of crazy to think about. We'll know a week from today how all the Talladega races went, who won, and also the three playoff fields for all three series. So that'll be fun, and uh, we got some picks to make as well coming up. So let's uh, let's go ahead and take a break here, and uh, we'll we'll get our picks in when we come back. Fans, be sure to visit our sponsor, Swift Lifestyles, for clean supplements that can help improve your focus and gaming. Hence, Ryan Swan, he could use some replenishing of his focus and gaming for 
Talladega because it could lock himself into the playoffs and it could lock other drivers in the field into the playoffs if they win next week at Talladega. And Swift Lifestyles could help you with that. And you can use a discount code Area iRacing, A R E A iRacing, for 15% off your entire order. And we're going to go ahead and make our picks. Uh, thanks again to Swift Lifestyles. And Jake, let's do it. Absolutely, Hunter. All right. So getting to our picks now for Talladega week. Uh, man, it, it's going to be absolutely insane to watch these races. Um, honestly, I feel like. This is the first time we're going to get to do our picks where kind of everybody's on the table. Uh, we're going to recap how we did Nashville. So let's start Monday night. Um, I had a, by the way, I had a ginormous lead on Hunter going into this week and um, pretty much went away. I think I had almost like, what, a 90 point lead, I want to say. Uh, that got evaporated because of how our picks went at Nashville. Um, I picked uh, Cameron Hearn on Tuesday night and he ended up with negative 24 points for me. Um, so yeah, that, uh, that one definitely hurt. Uh, but let's start with Monday night. Hunter, you picked Jake Nichols, got you a top five or got you eighth place, I guess. They should have got me a top five. Got Gary top five. Grant was using his blinkers. He, he should have, he should have, but I went ahead and I picked David Weishart on Monday night, which gave me 43 points with a third place finish, I believe. So good night for me there. Tuesday, different story. You went ahead, you picked Danny Ware who finished inside the top 10. He got you 38 points. And then I went and picked Cameron Hearn, who had a decent run going until the infamous penalty occurred. Uh, the 50-point penalty gave me a total of negative 24 points on the night. That one hurt quite a bit. Um, so, yeah, I actually lost points by making a pick on Tuesday night. That's fantastic. And then Thursday hey, that night. Was a, that was a smart pick. Thursday night, we did our best uh, picks of the week. I went ahead and picked Alan Elwood, who finished second. You went ahead and, fin and picked uh, Shane Theron, who finished fourth, I want to say. Um yep. Yeah, fourth. So we both got top five picks on Thursday nights and even us up to where going into Talladega week, I still have a lead, but it's down to three points now. I have a total of 269. Hunter has a total of 266. And now it is time for Talladega picks. Hunter, go ahead. Gosh. Yeah, even in NASCAR and an area, it's it's a mixed bag as it could be anyone. I Man. Uh, this is a tough one. I'm going to have to get my consensus and say that it's going to be a guy. He's already inside of the the top 20. I don't think anyone outside top 20 is going to win and get in. Um, look through here. I I feel like we're going to get another first time winner because it's, it's talented. It's a track where that can happen. It's happened before. Um, and I feel like it can happen again. So first time winner. Give me, give me the other Nichols, brother. Give me Tyler Nichols. He's gonna win and get that, uh, get that win. <laughs> get that win. All right, all right. Um, so you're taking Tyler Nichols, who's what six in the points? Yeah, six in the points. So not a bad pick. Um, honestly, I'm going all over. I'm in between my own team, to be honest. Thinking, you know, do I want to pick Swan? Do I want to pick myself even? Uh, but I don't want to put that. I don't want to put that bad energy out there and kind of curse myself. So, I, yeah, I'm not gonna do it. I'm gonna take. Oh man, this one's hard because I feel like anybody I pick. Because here's the thing: if I pick somebody outside of you know on the borderline, if I pick them and they win, it's probably gonna knock my teammate Ryan Swan out. Uh, so that puts us in a bad spot. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. 
I don't want to do this, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to take Ryan Swan on Monday night. I'm, oh. I'm going to take him to win. I know. I know. I don't want to do it. But, you know, I'm looking at everybody. You know, I was thinking Balancino, but if he wins, then Swan's out. I was thinking side of fighting, but if he wins, then Swan's out. So the only way to make things right is I got I to gotta pick him. So I'm going to take Ron Swan, my teammate, number one car. I'm going to take him to win. Even though I told him, if I'm pushing him to the win, coming out of turn four on the cup race, I am totally going to make a move and try to win it. But, hey, at least I'll get good points hopefully out of it. <laughs> uh, righty. Well, that's our cup pick. Let's go ahead and shift gears now to the truck series. Now, this league was already wide open throughout a majority of the season. The last four weeks, three of them were won by uh, Brad Slaughter with the other victory coming from Travis Beckner at Coda. But other than that, it's been kind of an open bag. I mean, Cameron Hearns got three wins too, but he either wins or wrecks. So yeah. uh, I, I'm leaning towards him wrecking at Dega next week. Yeah. Um, oh, well, he's not racing good. Tuesday, silly. Oh, well, yeah. Duh, I'm a casual. What am I saying? <laughs> casual. Uh, so I'm going to look through here. Give me Justin Anasogok. He's going to Oh, win. okay. Okay. I like that. Switching it up. Oh, man. I'm going to sound like such a homer. I just realized that. Um, but, we, I mean, honestly, we, we kind of have one plan next week. Um, Hearts is obviously in the playoffs. I'm pretty safe in the truck playoffs as well. Swan's not even eligible. Uh, so, we got, like, three trucks that are going to work together to push one truck to the win. That one truck's going to be Jordan Martin. So, I'm going to have to take him. I'm going to sound like a homer. I'm picking my own team back-to-back. But I think the 11 truck, Jordan gets his first career win. He's a hell of a plate racer. So, we'll see if we can get it done with that 11. You know what? I like that pick so much. He's going to be my pick for Xfinity. Give me Jordan Martin. Oh, snap. Okay, I forgot he's even running Xfinity, but he is. He's been... Hell, if he wins Xfinity, Hunter, he's going to be in the playoffs. From a he guy who wasn't be. even running the full season. That's crazy. <laughs> I think I think the Xfinity race we're going to see what we saw at Daytona, right? We're we're missing we're missing our uh, our evidence here, our past results that we can use to to make our picks and what we saw at Daytona was complete domination from the Elwood Designs team. I honestly I think it probably continues, right? So we got Shane Theron, Alan Elwood, Richard Thomas and Davey Hendricks to choose from. Davey not showing up last you know tonight at nashville is is definitely hurt him he, he lost three spots in the points he dropped all the way down to six i think there's a chance that they work together to get him back up front he won the first ever area 500 in season one in the cup series so go ahead and let me take him thursday night at talladega davy Hendricks, that 94 team is going to go to victory lane all right there you go we got all our picks and i thought you were going to go with richard thomas because you know jordan martin doesn't have a win for the truck series and all three cars are going to work with him, trying to get him that win. I thought you were going to say the same thing about Elwood Design Esports. I thought you were going to say that as well. I would, but you know they are—they're already pretty much locked in those four guys. Um, so I think it's going to come down to just them, pretty much racing it amongst themselves. And Davey was there at Daytona. He won last season, like I said, in the Cup Series at Daytona. Um, he didn't—you know—I I, I just feel Davey. I'm feeling Davey for the Talladega race in the Xfinity cars. All right. Well, there you go. We got all our picks in. So my picks from Cup through uh, Xfinity. We got Tyler Nichols for Cup, Justin Sogok for Trucks, and then Jordan Martin for Xfinity. And then Jake made his picks. Ryan Swan for Cup, Jordan Martin for Trucks, and then for Xfinity, Davey Hendricks. We'll see how 
those play out. And as mentioned, Jake has a three point lead over me sitting at 269. I'm sitting at 266. I don't even want to know what these are going to look like. It could be all over the board. Yeah. I mean, we could have a lot of like low points and we could have a lot of high points next week. I have no idea. So it's going to be fun. If you guys aren't, uh, by the way, following us on social media, by the way, Twitter at area happy hour, but mainly the league at area I racing on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, you guys are going to want to tune into the race next week. We got sponsors coming on board. Uh, SimRapMarket.com sponsored all three of the season finale races for next week at Talladega. Uh, the broadcast should be a lot of fun and let's, let's kind of drop the news right now, Hunter, because by now, by next week, everybody's going to know, um, Talladega is actually going to be our last race with one to go studios. Um, Harold Darner, the producer over there, he has worked with me and Hunter now for over a year. We've honestly, Hunter, if you crunch the numbers, I think we've put together almost 200 broadcasts as a trio. Um, so we've worked together quite a bit over the last year maybe maybe 200 is a little excessive but definitely over 100 like way over 100 um we've worked together quite a bit over the last year and, and change and uh, uh talladega is going to be their last race with us uh he's got some other obligations he wants to take on and we have some awesome news coming up for who's taking over for the playoffs i'm not going to share that um because we want to save that uh for later we're, we're going to have a really really cool announcement put together um if you know you know but uh, I do want to give Harold his his shout out that, you know, we've worked together since the start of this thing. He was one of the guys who came over at the beginning and, and kind of helped area become what it became. He's been super consistent, has not been even late for a single broadcast. Um, and yeah, you know, we're, we're definitely going to miss him. And, and he is uh, going to be taking on some other things. That's that's, uh, you know, more more his speed. And, and we wish him well on that. And uh, on Hunter, I don't know if you want to add on that, but uh Felt like it was appropriate that we at least give him give him the right send off. Oh no, absolutely. I mean, he uh, like you mentioned, it's almost it, it's bit it's bittersweet because you know we, we want him to you know we wish he was here for like you know rest of the season and but he's got other stuff to worry about and you know that's that's okay with it. But gosh, it, the, it the feels like news an eternity. <laughs> oh yeah, Man, it's been a while. We we started with the late model series, you know, and that was early 2021 and yeah. uh so we did that whole season there and then we've done now two seasons of area together where you know last season was 68 races alone last season you know between all four series running 17 race schedules um yeah i mean we're well, well over the 100 race mark together as a trio where he has worked with us and uh like i said talladega is going to be his final broadcast hell of a way to go out we're going to have three fantastic regular season finales um, and then we're moving on to something that you and me are both so excited about and uh, we can't wait to share with everybody listening. And uh, that news should be out, you know, hopefully after the Talladega race, everybody's going to know what's up and uh, we're looking forward to it. Yeah, I, I couldn't think of a better way for uh, for Harold to go out uh, than Talladega. I mean, we're going to have a great finish, like you said, for all three series for Cup, Absolutely. Truck, Xfinity. That, that's going to be it's going to be a blast. Can't wait for it. Absolutely. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to wrap this thing up. Uh, thank you, Dom DeLeo, for joining us on this week's episode of Area Happy Hour. And uh, everybody listening, we really appreciate it. Make sure you guys are following along on the Spotify channel. I think we're, we're also put out on some other streaming platforms, but hell, I don't even know what the other ones are. But uh, for everybody listening anyways, we appreciate you guys uh, sticking with us for this whole episode. And we will see you guys back here next week after Talladega. We'll see you.